0: Sometimes that's like you do a sprint and you're like, wow, I'm capable of that for one block. You know, that was kind of fun and exciting and energizing. Now, what's sustainable? What's going to work for me? Not just for a few days in
1: January, but for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson
0: and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
2: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
0: Welcome back, More Than Small Talk friends. We are going through a little series to help all of us replace pressure with more permission. I think we all need that, especially in January. (laughs) So last week we talked about gold stars versus being who you are. This week we are tackling mental health versus more hustle.
1: (laughs) Well, let's look at our confession question today. How does too much hustle affect your mental health?
2: When I'm in a season where I feel like I need to hustle harder, that's when I start shutting down. So it has the opposite effect on me. When I feel like there's more pressure to do more, to hustle, to add more things to my plate, I really kind of go like it's the fawning or freezing really where I just kind of shut down. And and of course, I feel bad because I feel like well, I'm not going to be able to do this. So instead of like rising to the occasion, I'm just going to shut down, you know, so that's super helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when we say hustle, what do we mean? Maybe we should explain that a little bit in case someone's like, what yeah, are they talking about? We have about? doers.
1: We yeah. have, yeah. you know, we're all doers. Yeah. And right. say, it's not about doing. This is about being in a place where you're consistently having to do more, keep up. The bar never goes yeah. down. Yeah, like hustle. And we can have a season
2: of that. Right. Well, I've even seen people pair these two words and it kills me the holy hustle. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think those work, but that's on t-shirts. It's on hats. It's on journals, all of this thing to hustle harder because we think that hustling means holiness. No, it doesn't. It means being distracted. Like we can be doers and do things, you know, without spinning our wheels and striving. So, What do you think that hustle means to you, Holly? When I
0: think hustle, I think consistently exceeding my personal capacity in a way that is destructive in order to earn the approval of other people. So it would be like running at a pace that is not sustainable for me where Mm -hmm. I'm going to get injured. Right. You know? Like, yeah,
1: that's a good way to describe Mm -hmm. it. Like
0: exercise, you know, there's sort of physically you have sit on the couch and Mm -hmm. then you have like a zone where your body's like, I'm challenged, but I can sustain this. Yeah. And then there's the hustle end of exercise, which I would say you're going to get injured. Yeah. It's not doable Mm -hmm. for your body. You're forcing your body to do something that is just too much for it. Emotionally, that's what hustle feels like for me.
1: Yeah. So as as we're looking at mental health, um, Holly, how does this impact? You you usually know these statistics and how does hustle impact mental health?
0: Well, I think hustle leads to burnout, first of all. Eventually, if we hustle long enough, we're going to get to burnout. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's just not sustainable. And then it's definitely a significant contributor to anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. our bodies ache when we push them past our limits consistently, mm-hmm. and yeah. our hearts and minds and souls ache too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we get emotionally injured. Yeah. And so that's, I think, of why it matters to talk
1: about this. Sure. I yeah. started walking with a group of women a couple of weeks ago, and I, I have walked for the last decades. I mean, decades and decades. I walk every day. It's a thing I do. It's good for my mental health, my, my mental well-being. Uh, it's also good for your body. But I started walking with these women, and they are they amaze me. They've been walking together for 20 years. They invited me to join them. The first day, we walked seven miles. Uh, The next day, we walked six and a half. The next day, we walked six. And my body began to say, you've been doing two and a half miles for 20 years, and you just transitioned into six and seven. And my body was screaming like Mm -hmm. I was hurting. And so I took a day off and I took care of that. I gave my muscles time and now I'm back into it. But I'm still taking a day off here and there. We walk, it's literally dark when I go outside and meet them. So it's really early um, and I'm loving it. But I also, they were like, why weren't you there yesterday? And I said, because if I didn't, like, I think I would have, I, I would hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So I need to ease into this and, and acknowledge that physically my body needs me to ease in rather mm-hmm. than just like, oh, here I am. I'm a seven mile a day girl now, you know. Yeah. We do that in life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that 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 is the thing. Like, we're like, okay, I'm going to, like, eat better. So you, like, buy all of this produce, but you hate every single thing that you just bought. But, like, you're in it. Like, you know, so I don't know why we can't, like, ease into it. Like you say, like we want to go big, you know, it's like go big or go home. I'm like, I like being at home.
0: You're like, okay, I'll go home. I'm like, (laughs)
2: done, easy. But there is that like That moment where you're like, I want to do all of this. And it's really great goals or whatever it is, where it's good things, but it's not sustainable or realistic. And then when you can't do it because you've overshot, you know, this goal, then you feel like you failed. And that's where for me, depression and anxiety, thinking that I'm not doing enough, that really affects my mental health in a Mm -hmm. really bad way. And I have to know now. There's going to be seasons where I'm going to do less yeah. and that has to be okay.
1: Right. But, but the pressure, Jennifer, mm-hmm. is that we're in the new year. Yeah. And so the, the pressure to hustle, to make more money, to build that business, to build that nonprofit, mm-hmm. to make your home all the things it needs to be, like there really is a lot of pressure and there's yes. nothing. I, I think the balance is there is nothing wrong with wanting to dream about being more physical or having a a home that is more what you want it to be, Mm -hmm. where is the line where it starts to affect your mental health, your mental well-being, and how do we recognize that?
0: Yeah. And I think we wanted to have this conversation at this specific time because it's when most yeah. of us start breaking our New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're a few it's weeks true. and then we tell ourselves, there's guilt. I failed. Yeah. Well, you didn't fail. whatever you did for the first or around three ish weeks, I think, you know, was doable for you. Yeah. Yeah. You just discovered it's not sustainable. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Good for you for doing it for however long you did it, even if it was one day. Sometimes that's like you do a sprint and you're like, wow, I'm capable of that for one block. You know, yeah, Yeah. that was kind of fun and exciting and energizing. Now, what is going to be sustainable for me? Right. So I feel like that's the question we need when we start breaking our New Year's resolutions or any other big goals that we've had and yeah. we get into it and find out it's too much is pausing and saying, huh, I did that for a little bit. Good for me. Yeah. That represented something I want and mm-hmm. I went after it. Well yeah. done. Now, what's sustainable? What's gonna work for mm-hmm. me? Not just for a few days in January, but for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's it right there. Reevaluating. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's about saying, okay, what will work for my actual life? Yeah. What will work for the way God designed me? Yeah. What support do I need? Yeah. What's the next small step I can take? Yeah. And then the one after that, where if I keep taking small steps, I'm gonna get where I want to go. Yeah. But I think, Suze, the question you ask is, when does this start hurting our mental health? It's at that moment where we try and when we can't sustain it, we tell ourselves we're a failure.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Because that's just not true. We're learning. Mm -hmm. We're experimenting. We're growing. We made some progress. We just figured out we need a different approach for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's short term approaches that work and there's long term approaches. And maybe you found a short term approach that you like. Yeah. But you need a long term approach that is life giving and that you could do day after day, week Mm -hmm. after week, however long you want to do, whatever it is that you're pursuing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so it's steady.
2: If you feel yourself struggling with anxiety or depression, in my book, Freedom. Um, I have some soul strategies for thriving, even when you're struggling, and just some little takeaways to let you know that busyness does not equal holiness. I hope you'll check it out. You can find it wherever you find your books
1: yeah. I, I see in my yeah. image as you're talking, I see here's this dream that you have that you want to do, and that's awesome. yeah, yeah. so, but it's steady. It's, it's not mm-hmm. just a spurt right out of the, the gate. Yeah. You know, it's 2024. So let's do X, Y, and Z. And it all has to be done in January. Yeah. What if we could unfold this mm-hmm. over the year? What if we said, and I'm talking to myself right now right, more than yeah. anybody else. What if I look at areas and say, you know what? It's not sustainable for me to do this all on my own. So here's some areas where I might need help. I do need help. So what's the next step in that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I see unfolding.
2: Yeah. I um, recently um, read an article um, and he was like, don't start anything in January. And so I was like, (laughs) that's really good. So I was like, maybe like soft launch it, you know, (laughs) like go for like really consider and look at everything realistically in the month of January and then, you know, build from there. But it's a soft Launch, right? It's not a hard launch because that, like, is man, it hurts when you fall on those. Uh, But, you know, if it's like gradual, you're like, oh, yeah, I can build up to that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think it's a lot like falling in love. Okay. You know, you have that first initial like rush and like you want to be together 24 seven and everything's magical and sparkly and, you know, you never fight. And like, there's that initial stage. Where you even maybe you can't sleep or you can't eat, like you're just that you are all in, mm-hmm. but that's not sustainable. No. Like at some point, mm-hmm. you transition from that first falling in love stage to how do we do this ideally for a lifetime right yeah. you know and that looks very different and, and of there's challenges we love them yeah, yeah of yeah. course we love the shiny part at the beginning and yeah. that's necessary yeah. for us to fall in love but it's not that's not what love for a lifetime looks like okay. and there's actually that's brain based, mm-hmm. you know, me nerdy me. So that initial phase of anything we try to tackle is dopamine driven. That's the reward neurotransmitter, and it feels really good. It's similar to doing drugs, <laughs> literally. <laughs> totally they found, is. yeah. And it's not. It's doable. It's necessary. It's there yeah. for a reason, yeah. because it motivates us. It captivates us. It helps us in, attach to other people when we fall in love. But we are not designed to do it. We switch to another neurotransmitter, which I cannot remember at this moment. But is, it, is oxytocin? it oxytocin? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And connection. connection. Yes. Care is helping me Sorry. out here. Yeah. <laughs> oxytocin. So we transition into long term attachment. Attachment can be to a person, but it can also be to a dream a dream mm-hmm. or yeah. a goal or whatever we're pursuing. This is helping me a lot. I mean, yeah? it really is. Yeah, yeah.
1: because so I ha- I I have this this dream and it's something I've been kind of playing with throughout the year. But I really wanted to launch it in January and I kind of had like almost. Meltdown's not the right word because I don't do meltdowns. I do. I do. I'm so good at it. (laughs) Maybe it's it's the Susie version of Meltdown where I literally was just like, I don't think I can do this. I want to do it. But, and then I started to kind of beat myself up over it. But as you're talking, Holly, I realized that I can't do this by myself. And I've been in the dopamine phase, which is I'm super excited about this. I want to do it. I can't wait to roll this out. This would be awesome to, well, how do I do that and do this and this and this and this. And man, when am I going to have time? And, and I became overwhelmed. That's what I became. I went from dopamine to daggers and (laughs) it was just like, I don't, I don't know how to do this, but I really feel I'm supposed to. And I want to, but I need help.
0: Yeah. And that's really normal. Yeah.
1: And the thing
0: is, that's the point too, when we can tell ourselves this is the wrong person. This is the wrong dream. This is the wrong path. I must not have heard God right, like. But it's just
1: a natural part of the process, right? Right. It, right. So, so all of those are like that's not true. It's just we need help, or yeah. we need to yeah. let this roll out a little slower, or whatever that might be. It's where reality
0: interferes with fantasy yeah I mean and there's nothing wrong with that we didn't do anything wrong by feeling that way in the beginning it's how we're designed yeah it's actually like a little bit of like rocket fuel you know that we get at the beginning of something yeah it's just only becomes harmful when we when that goes away and we think something's wrong
1: instead of just saying
0: oh I've entered phase two yeah, I've entered the reality phase where I have to say, OK, what help do I need? Where is this actually going to fit on my schedule? Like right. what challenges? What do I need to put to the
1: side or, or yeah. end to have margin for this? Yeah. And
0: sometimes the answer is, oh, this isn't something I want to pursue after all. And that's right. OK. Yeah. Right. But I think a lot of the times it's that we just think that that initial phase is supposed to last forever. Yeah. And it's not
1: meant to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get really practical Just (laughs) as we end this, as we wrap it up. What is one thing that will help someone exchange the hustle, the feel of hustle, the pressure to hustle with something more sustainable? What is one practical thing?
0: I think even asking that question, what's sustainable for me? Yeah. And not guilting or shaming or criticizing mm-hmm. ourselves for whatever the answer is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I um because I'm a dreamer too, um like Susie, and I always have like these ideas, and I'm a creative, and like we have bazillion ideas, you know. And yes. so I feel like there's a difference in what I see in my life. There's dreamers and doers, but then when you can merge those, be a dreamer and a doer, that's like man, like that's powerful, but it can't be elaborate. So I always ask myself, does this, this is a good dream, but is it for right now? Right. And so I always go, does this fit in my season? And, you know, with working full time and doing a lot of things, I have to say, no, like it has to be a smaller thing that's still a big deal once you complete it, but it just, It's not going to be fireworks, you know, it's going to be the candle. It's going to be sustainable. It's going to be the slow build, not the hard launch.
1: Yeah. And I think for me is the stages that you described are really helpful, Holly, is to say, okay, I've been in the dopamine. I've been in the dream stage. Now I'm in the reality stage. So what is my logical next step? And to celebrate steps instead of always having your eyes on the on the Final project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: There's a kind of obscure verse short that says, Do not despise the day of small beginnings right. because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Yeah,
1: yes.
0: I love that. You mm-hmm. know, and I always think like God has no trouble with his to do list. Like he created the <laughs> world in seven days. Right. He's not wringing his hands saying, Oh no, she might not get that done. Right. Like, size to him is irrelevant yeah. it's yeah. about intimacy as we're pursuing whatever it is yeah and so i think just shifting our perspective on that too to say like god's not putting any pressure on me like what mm. he's giving me is an invitation yes yeah. to do this with him and mm. with other people yeah and in alignment with who he created me to be mm. and that is what matters most that's not hustle, that is living Mm loved, And I think that is sustainable, not just for a lifetime, but forever.
1: Mm. So good.
0: And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.